Thanks to Smart News for supporting the AppleBits XL. Smart News is your all-in-one app delivering all the information you need. Search for Smart News to download for free today in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Get the news that matters most. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the AppleBits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. This is episode, oh, 247, inching ever closer to the magic number 250. Welcome, everybody. If you don't know, this is kind of the weekly show, and if you're new to this show, where we kind of fill you in on all the latest Apple news, what is happening that matters, and we did a show earlier on Tuesday. I was gone on vacation all of last week, so what we're going to do this episode, I got a special guest because I think it's time that we start doing some of these lookbacks of the year, and I'm going to do what Apple did right and what Apple did wrong in 2022 with my friend of the show, Inverse's Ray Wong. He's I feel like he's been on the show at least four or five times this year, so we're going to go back and forth, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea what he thinks. He has no idea what I think, so... We're just going to go along and just let it ride. But first, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my content. And many of you have done it from the very beginning and all through this year. And when I say the beginning, we're almost at five years of me being independent. I only do it because of you. You guys and gals allow me to continue to do it. So what you can do is Patreon.com slash Brian Tong starts at $2 per month. which is like a cup of coffee. You got the 10, the 25, or the $100 Platinum Apple level. And what do you get? You get early access to my content, bonus rewards at every different level, and a completely ad-free version of the show, of the podcast. Plus, we've got our live streams that are just for Patreon members and some other goodies and kind of activities that we do. So patreon.com slash Tong is how you do it. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Also, I keep on asking y'all, and you know what? When you come through, because it gets really busy, Apple season, y'all come through. If you want to be a part of the show, maybe you have your own thoughts of what Apple did right or what they did wrong in 2022, send them in, record a voice memo on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, whatever platform, send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That is applebitsshow with a Z at gmail.com. Your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, put it through, we'll talk about it. Okay, let's just not waste any more time. This is Ray Wong and myself talking about kind of looking back at the year of 2022 for Apple. Okay, bringing the big guns back in the show, Mr. Ray Wong from Inverse, Deputy Editor, Tech Gadget Galore Guru. You've heard of him. He's been on the show way too many times, but I had to get the best of the best. So, Ray, what's up, man? Womp, womp, womp. (laughs) I love being here. Thanks for having me again. Always, man. Um, so just to get things warm, uh, can you tell people where they can find some of your great work, Mr. Deputy Editor, as your title has risen over the past year or so? Yeah, input is no more, and inverse is where I'm at. Uh, so inverse.com, and you can find all my reviews, all my hot takes, Twitter, Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y, and yeah, let's talk tech, baby. We're going to talk tech. I mean, you know you and I are going to be at... CES 2023 and during this time of the season it's always like oh let's do the wrap-up shows but I think these can be some of the funnest shows because we've seen everything that a company has to offer we now have your hot takes are no longer 
hot anymore. They're kind of more seasoned. Oh, they're piping hot. They're, se- <laughs> they're piping hot, but they're not one they're second piping. hot out of the oven. So <laughs> this is obviously our Apple show. And so we wanted to talk about this this episode, what Apple got right and what Apple got wrong in 2023. <laughs> How Which, much trouble are we going to get into? <laughs> no, I think this is all we will never get in trouble because we keep it real. We're not being jerks about it. We're just keeping it real. <laughs> Unless you are going to be a jerk about it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. So, oh, you know, we both have lists that we don't know what's on each other's list. I'm sure we have some overlap. Let's start off. Let's start off positive. Okay. So okay. I'm, you're my guest. I'm going to let you start off with one of yours. What Apple got right this year? Number one, Mac Studio, baby. Mm, mm, very nice. Okay. Did, I mean, that is a very hot computer. It's just basically a, a souped up uh, desktop version of the uh, MacBook Pros, M1 Pro chip, M1 Max chip. Is it also M1 Ultra chip? M1, right? M1 Ultra chip. M1 Ultra chip, yep. Yeah. Uh, I cannot afford the Ultra, but you know, I've got to... <laughs> I got the base model, and this thing is hot, and it's got an SD card. That's the most important part. <laughs> so, you know, for me, the um, the Mac Studio was on my list, but normally that would have been a device that I would have purchased, but I mm-hmm. didn't with the hopes that I was going to potentially see what the new Mac Pro might be and then compare mm-hmm. them to decide which one makes sense for me to buy. But looking back... I probably should have purchased the Mac Studio just based on what I do. But mm-hmm. because my 16-inch MacBook Pro M1X Max processor is a beast, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I missed too much. But you know, whatever, com- whatever Apple releases, it's either going to be a Mac Studio. It's either going to be Mac Pro. The Mac Studio was phenomenal. I put it through all the tests with actual 3D artists, yeah. the freaking designer of Marvel Studios characters help you know helped evaluate it. Yeah, I like, saw that. He's like, this thing is fast. And so I think talk beyond myself and beyond us as quote unquote media professionals, I took it to real creatives and they were both blown away by it. But they were also both like, oh, we'll see what happens with the Mac Pro. And so I think there is a little bit of wait and see. But if you bought the Mac Studio, you shouldn't regret it. It was an incredible machine. Dude, this machine is gonna last Oh my years. god! Oh my god! So many years, if, especially if you bought the like ultra version. Like I don't, I don't even know what a regular like prosumer does with that amount of power. You <laughs> know, don't, like truly, don't. I don't. Uh, like the M1 Pro, I have an M1 Max, 14 uh, inch MacBook Pro, uh, and this one is like the Mac Studio is like slightly lower spec. Mm-hmm. M1 Pro, 32 gigs of RAM instead of 64 gigs in my MacBook Pro. So, but it still does the job. Like I have not seen it slow down. It is silent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the footprint is so small. I'm a guy who lives in New York City. I don't got a big apartment. I need a you know, a small little setup. And this thing is just mwah, chef's kiss. Mm, glides. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, baby. I love uh, it. So that's my number one Apple uh, got right item for 2022. And I like that it's real personal because, you know, you bought it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Here's mine. I thought you were going to go with this first. Okay. AirPods Pro 2, man. AirPods <laughs> Pro 2 for me. Mwah. That also deserves the chef's kiss. I think they, you know, you first see it and you're like, oh, it looks like the AirPods Pro before. 
but they improved this thing on every level. The noise canceling is better. The comfort um, with the air pressure, specifically in planes on travel, is a whole lot better. The transparency mode, which I haven't walked by a construction site, so I can't really evaluate if how that has you know made a difference. But even the idea and how they're fine-tuning it in real time is amazing. Um, I just think that they made the AirPods Pro 2 even better. And then during this holiday season, I've seen them on sale for like $199 instead of $249. How can you go wrong with an AirPods Pro 2 for $199? That Apple got this one right. Even if they were two forty nine, I'd still say they. I got. Right. I, I got to agree. That did make my list as well. It just wasn't as high up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're right. You're absolutely right. They improved it in every way. Noise cancellation. They even added a lanyard strap. Mm. Find my support. Mm. I mean, everything that you could have asked for. I mean, I think battery life could have been a little bit longer. You know, they added, I think, an extra hour of battery life. But. Uh, an excellent product, like you said, one ninety nine on sale for for the holidays. It a lot of places can't can't really go wrong. I do have a funny story about that. Yeah. I did wear AirPods Pro two at a concert. Oh, okay. I uh, want to hear this. Yes, yes. Okay, with transparency mode. So, yes, the, the adaptive transparency mode. And I thought, you know, when they had briefed me on the AirPods Pro, I'm like, who's gonna go to an, a concert and disrespect an artist and like wear their ear like earbuds, right? But it turns out there are some people who actually like wear earplugs at uh, concerts. You know, it can get really loud. And um, when you're wearing earplugs, it does muffle the sound. So like, you know, you don't really hear the uh, the soundstage as well. Um, but after I got over my initial embarrassment <laughs> uh, of wearing them at a concert, and I, I'm not going to lie, people around me were like looking at me like I was a total goofball like what are you doing son and uh I honestly could forgot that I had them on like after mm. after a few minutes and I guess when I took it out I'm like holy cow I'm like dude I'm about to go deaf if I don't wear these like all the time <laughs> uh so you know they just sounded pretty damn like realistic like you can still hear most of the soundstage and like get a good you know wide range of sound um as opposed to like muffled uh noise or audio i should say not noise muffled audio so you know what a plus for me and uh you know highly recommend i'm glad you i'm glad you actually tested those i wanted to try those out in that way but i was out of town when blackpink was in town (laughs) <laughs> so I didn't, get, I didn't get the opportunity to be a blink and try it out, but that's cool. I'm glad that you were like, no, it it really like made a difference for you, yeah? Yeah, I was at like a small concert uh, for this band called Cannons uh, in Brooklyn, and so it was like pretty close. It was pretty close mm-hmm. to stage. It wasn't like, you know, a big stadium or anything where the sound might not like reach all the way to the back. Um, and so I feel like it was a pretty realistic test. And like I said, you know, they, they actually work. Adaptive transparency actually works. And obviously, Apple's been best in class for regular transparency. It doesn't sound like, you know, like uh, tinny at all. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like, you know, uh, a mode. It just sounds natural. Um, the fact that Apple was able to, like, really improve it in every aspect, I think just, like, you know, you know how, how, how can you not get these if you're especially in the Apple ecosystem? Agreed. All right. So those are two. <laughs> Apple got rights. Um, I, I have two Apple, Apple got, got rights. rights. Let's go to Apple right. got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Apple got wrong. Right. Oh, I'll let you. I'll let you go with one. 
Ah, uh, this one is related to the Mac Studio. Ooh. Uh, and it is a pickup again that I, I, I made personally. And that is the studio display and it's awful, awful trash webcam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even, uh, using my current, uh, Mac, uh, studio display webcam right now because it is so trash. <laughs> uh, and I, and I did not skip out on this monitor. Um, first of all, for those who don't know, studio display is, you know, 27 inch 5k retina display that, you know, pairs really well with uh, Mac studio and it's not mini led or OLED or anything like that. Um, it's not even HDR. Um, is it HDR? Correct me. If um, I'm wrong, I think it might be. It still looks great. <clears throat> I feel like, okay. it, let me look it up while you're talking. Okay. <laughs> I know we get that one might, might, might slip me. Um, but I bought this display for the full price uh with the tilt and height adjustable stand. Mm, That's nice. Yes. Is that is that 1999 it's I close, believe? It's close to 2000 bucks if I it's recall two, right. 2000 2000 bucks, no discounts, nothing. <laughs> and this webcam is trash. Just all, this this wide ultra wide camera that Apple put in there. You know, there was a lot of controversy around it when it was announced. Why is the image quality so bad? It's worse than an iPhone. It's worse than like, you know, an old uh iMac Pro. Um, and they, Apple, you know, pushed out a firmware update and it barely fixed it. And it, it got brushed under the rug so fast. And I'm like, is that it? Is that it? We're just, so, so we really going to dish fork over 1500 bucks, $2,000 for a display studio displays. And we're just going to be like, okay, show's over. It's good. We're good. No, we're not good. Apple. Fix it, please. Make some updates. Push another firmware up, update out there, man. Do a recall, dude. I just gave you two grand. Come th- on, and and no continuity camera and like you know iOS sixteen using your iPhone as a webcam. No, that not that. No, man. That's okay. That is an amazing take because okay, I just checked it out. It does not support HDR. It still it doesn't still, even support HDR. The the image quality on it though is still great. I mean, I you know I've used this it. is. I mean, this is the same exact panel in a 5k iMac, whether it's iMac or iMac mm-hmm. pro. I mean, if you ripped out the display in an old 5k iMac, this is what you get. I mean, you won't get the, you know, slim bezels and everything like that. But like, I, I, I saw a video from Luke Miani, um, and he did this like really awesome conversion of an old 5k iMac and disassembled it, put a new display, uh, controller into it. And it works just like a studio display. It's incredible. I should have done that. You know, he even he even got the webcam to work. Ah! I, th- I think and it's got a, it's it's got an Apple logo on the front on the chin. I don't get an Apple logo on the front. Nobody knows. <laughs> the th- the thing about the whole, you know what it is? I think the reason why the webcam got swept under the rug is because not enough people like it. It is kind of a it is really like a prosumer type cam- type display, and I think the percentage of people that bought it weren't. They weren't that vocal about it. And I don't know why, but to your point, it kind of disappeared. It kind of disappeared. Dude, everyone was so vocal about it. Every tech publication for, for a week, was so for, vocal for a about week, it. For a week. For a week. A little uh, more than a week. <laughs> well, <laughs> until, uh, they put, until they pushed the firmware update, and then everyone just but like But the firmware update made it look it. like slightly brighter. It did not look that much sharper to me, quite honestly. People might have yeah. – the sharpness more to me came from the fact that it brightened up the image enough so you could see a little more detail. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, there was no way physically whatever version of webcam they put in there, that that's as high Look, as a resolution it could get. 
listen, I dropped real money on this. I'm not usually the guy calling out for class action like lawsuits, but somebody, guys, we got we got to get these things fixed, man. Apple, you owe me a webcam. Ray, you owe me a you owe me a voucher to buy a better webcam. Ray, I know what I know what actually I'm going to get you for Christmas um and it may not be available yet, but I'm going to get you that Belkin stand that goes on top of your display <laughs> when they release it so that you can use your or iPhone as your camera. Yeah, yeah. So you can use it for the pro display, the studio display. And you can mount that camera right up there whenever yeah. you need to use it. That that's the only fix that's coming for you, bro. That's the only fix that's gonna look <laughs> any better. I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's the only fix. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's not good enough. Otherwise, I think the display is great. Speakers are phenomenal, by the way. They're, it's just too bad. Here's it's another. Just too bad thing. the webcam is a is a bummer. Here's another thing where they they still have dropped the ball. You know, you have these amazing. The speakers sound great on that, like you said. Uh, they they still it's just a software thing they need to put the they need to create or not create they need to put apple tv integration into this display so you can just use it like a media tv like use it like an apple tv that is it just like an apple tv with the apple tv apps it looks like a display why can't that's a software thing yes i got a solution that i'm gonna uh send over to you for christmas it's called (laughs) duct tape (laughs) And you can take that and tape your Apple TV to the back and, you know, HDMI into DisplayPort or whatever <laughs> into it has, studio display. It has an A-series <laughs> chip inside that could easily run Apple TV software. All they had but to do that is... Chip, that, that chip is being used to process <laughs> the very bad image in the webcam. All right. It's also being used for the speaker, but you know. Come on, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so disappointing. You got a whole iPhone chip inside of the the damn display, and it's processing the image so badly because the sensor is so bad. Okay. I blame center stage. It's all center stage as well. We're we're we we know how frustrated you are. We're gonna move off that because people are gonna be like, "How much longer are you gonna talk about this webcam?" Because we got a whole <laughs> lot more. We got a whole lot more to talk about. Let's stretch our arms. All right. Okay. okay for me, uh, what Apple got wrong. Getting rid of the iPhone Mini and pushing out the iPhone 14 Plus, I think. Ooh. I think that based on, and I'm not looking at. I don't look at comments in forums and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But based on just talking to people every day, based on talking to people both in the tech world and outside of the tech world, I think that the and yes, Apple reported record earnings again um, in their most recent report. And that's okay. We mm-hmm. we haven't seen the trickle yet long term, but I think that mini size is still fits a, a large group of customers. And I know Apple's trying to push people forward, and Apple also wants to upsell people and have them spend more money than iPhone. I just don't mm-hmm. see many people that I know that purchase an iPhone 14 Plus, and I hear more people say they wish they kept the mini. And so... I think that Apple got that wrong. I don't know. I I really this is our our list. But do, mm-hmm. do you think what do you, you kind of like? Oh, interesting. What do you think? I just don't feel like there's an, enough of a market for the mini anymore. It's a real like nerd tech enthusiast. It's like wish list, you know. Like I think it's a casual tech, person who te- wants a smaller phone, though, not a nerd. It's the casuals like my so. mom. It's like my casual, mom. I think the casuals want a big iPhone, but they want it cheaper. The Plus is only, what, $100 away from an i... Is it $200? $799? I mean, $899. I mean, $899. $899. So it's only $100 away from a 
a Pro, which does have like a smaller screen, but the Pro features, I think, you know, cancel all that out. Um, the Mini is just, you know, it's just not good enough. Uh, battery life is not as good. Well, that's the biggest thing, uh, the battery life. And you just can't do the things, like people are scrolling through TikTok, TikTok, Snapchat, etc. These things are like real battery hogs, you know? Like it's just not good enough in 2022. And people don't want to be squinting on their screens. I know like it sounds weird. Six point, what was it? Six point, no, 5.9 inch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, display on the mini is like small when it was like <laughs> by 2022 <laughs> standards. When it was huge, uh, <clears throat> when the iPhone, what, 5 came out. Even iPhone 6, which had a 4.7-inch display. But, like, I, I just don't think there's enough demand for the Mini. Whenever I'm at an Apple store, you know, I like to play this game where I'm, like, observing what people are looking mm-hmm. at. And I never see anybody at, looking at the Minis. People are always hovering at the other devices. Even more more people hovering at the Apple Watch station than, like, the Mini, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. that, to me, tells me there there's not a lot of demand for it. Um, I really thought the... 14 plus would do a lot better because you know it's like a huge display but i think most people are just like saw it as such a second rate product this year um you know no new chip i mean photonic engine is like you know not really that that um significant and i mean what else do you get there's no always on display in a weird way i think the 14 plus was a reason when someone sees the 14 plus it gives them a reason to upsell to the 14 Pro, right? Because mm. you're like, oh, bigger screen. Oh, more features. Like you say, the price difference. I think they look yeah. and they're like, oh, I'd rather have a Pro with more features and a little smaller screen because these screens are already, quite honestly, really good sized. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to jump to the Pro. But I, I'm just, I just feel this is, you know, I'm not saying this is evidence-based because these are the lists we like yeah. make up whatever we want. Yeah. I do feel like I don't, I don't know a single person. How about this? I don't know a single person who bought a 14 plus personally. I just don't. But mm. I do know people that bought the minis when the minis were out. So that's, that's not that's not it that is not my um end all be all empirical evidence that says this yeah. is why but I think that um Apple might have got it might have got it wrong this year. That's all. All right, let's take a little breather. We're going to get right back into it. And thanks to Smart News for supporting the podcast. You know, there's no shortage of information available at our fingertips these days, and it can be overwhelming and discouraging just trying to keep up. But staying informed doesn't have to be a challenge. Smart News is here to streamline the way that you consume media and get you straight to the stories that matter most by delivering critical and breaking news curated just for you. Smart News aggregates local and global stories from trusted publishers so you can stay informed on what matters most to you, from local weather to trending TV shows, and it's all in one app. Smart News scans stories, analyzes headlines, and partners with respected publishers to deliver information that helps you live smarter. Say goodbye to information overload and hello to saving time and getting straight to the news you care about. Easily personalize your feed by following top publishers, adjusting notifications, and getting alerts in your area all in one app. Smart News has big stories from top publications to keep you in the know on everything from breaking global and national news to real-time local alerts and personalized feeds for sports fans like myself. Now, I love the user experience, and I think the ease of swiping left or right for the big news categories, but then up and down for articles, it just makes sense. So download Smart News for free today in the App Store to get the news that matters most. That's S-M-A-R-T-N-E-W-S. 
Search for it in the Apple App Store for your iPhone or iPad or Google Play Store for Android users. Your news, your way. Discover the all-in-one app that delivers the information you need to live smarter. Download Smart News for free today in the App Store. I, I, I don't disagree. I think they could still, you know, I think it's probably still early, too early to tell. Um, you know, everyone had said, oh, yeah, the volume for the iPhone minis were, wasn't very high. So, you know, Apple start canceling orders, which means, you know, they started, you know, they plan like two or three years in advance on like procuring parts. And so they, they start thinking about the supply chain uh, years in advance, right? They lock that in. And so, you know, everyone's already saying, oh, the iPhone uh, you know, 14 plus is a, a flop. 15 plus is probably still coming out, but it'll probably be canceled after that. Um, or they'll make more differentiation between the the regular and the pro models. And the ultra um, model, right? At a potential ultra model. <laughs> maybe, maybe an ultra model, yeah. <laughs> um, so, may, I mean, dude, it's too bad. Um, I think there still could be like a big carrier push in the spring. Um, you know, trying to get more people to trade in their phones, promos to, you know, let them uh, get discounts for this larger device. I feel like there was a big uh, turnaround for the iPhone 13. Uh, It was not met with a lot of, like, you know, uh, success and, like, a lot of demand. And then there was, like, a a larger push in the spring, and then, boom, suddenly, like, it came out the other other side, like, you know, selling pretty well. you know what we would you know what it would help us though is if Apple remember back in the day when Apple used to actually report <laughs> the numbers of what was being yeah. sold, then we would really know no, but we won't. We will never know no anymore. Unless yeah. unless someone feeds us those numbers or says, You guys were wrong on that. You guys are wrong, you're not coming to the next Apple event because you thought <laughs> the mini getting rid of the mini was a bad mistake. Anyways, I have it on my Apple got wrong list. I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I think it's somewhere. It might be somewhere in between because you and I both are like, oh, it could be, could be. Okay. Um, I, I, another- I will. I will. I, I will say that I have had a lot of thoughts about like just buying a mini just to like save and like you know use later as like kind of like a, a travel phone or mm-hmm. like you know something that's just like more more compact and portable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but every single time, I'm just like I lose out that. Uh, telephoto lens, and I'm just like, I, I can't do this. You're the camera guy, man. You, I, you I'm know, the camera you get, guy. You got, you get your phone for the cameras. Like, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, let's go to um, another Apple got wrong. Ray? <laughs> another Apple got wrong. Yeah, we're going to go, wow. we're going to mix it up. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I got a couple on my list, but I'm going to cherry pick this one, and I'm going to say um, stage manager on ipad os Ooh. 16 that was Ooh. a big misfire complete disaster uh to the point where apple had to like you know pull out uh external display support at launch and uh stage manager on ipad os 16 still isn't great <laughs> it's so confusing i feel like you know they had so many chances to like get this right. They could have tweaked this and done this in so many ways, but in typical stubborn Apple, you know, Apple's kind of way, they were like, "Nah, we're gonna stick to it." And look, I want macOS and you know, a window app Windows as much as everybody else does on an iPad. Like I said in many podcasts before, I don't think macOS will ever be on an iPad. Apple will always be like, okay, this is the way we separate things. Mm-hmm. We're always going to try to do it like, you know, this is a way for touch, multi-touch, and like Apple Pencil support. Um, but, uh, man, 
if the surface can get, or even like a, an, an app like, or a product in service like a Samsung Dex mm-hmm. can get it right for, you know, a tablet-based uh, desktop environment, Apple could have done that, you know. At, I mean, as, they've, at had the years to, they've had years to, they've had years and years to just... just they're like you said they've been so stubborn they will not they refuse to change mm-hmm. their philosophy until something happens in the market where they see the market share change mm-hmm. and it's enough of a threat where they say okay now we have to do this right that that's like that's the only thing that's going to happen like when you have one of the most like vocal iPad power users Federico Vitici I hope I'm not butchering his name. <laughs> Maybe it's Vitici. I, I don't know. I don't know Italian. Uh, and he's out on the record saying, you know, this is not good. He goes and writes 10,000 words <laughs> on iPad OS 16. And he's like, the main feature, stage manager, is not good. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, it's just not good. For me, using stage manager just made the fact that I bought a 12.9 inch iPad Pro, the usable space became like having a. 10 inch or smaller ipad pro and that's not why i bought an ipad pro right yeah the column of the apps how much real estate it takes and how much it shrinks your Mm -hmm. regular windows i i was like no i instantly that turned me off from it there was not even like there wasn't even like an app dock on the side that could hide much like on mac os right at least the dock disappears you yeah touch in an area to see it okay they at least incorporating that so then i could get a full screen view of what i have that 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 doesn't exist in it so it made using the screen size that i had significantly smaller and therefore that alone even before we start getting into like switching things up adding different apps and having these little kind of like different desktops out of it it just didn't yeah. it didn't make sense from a standpoint and look i think Apple might say, hey, we're giving you another option to use. Does it, mm-hmm. is it smooth? It's a mode. On it's, a mode yeah, say, it's a mode. You know? It's a mode. It's an option. You can do it however you want. Maybe you like it, but, you know, I think time will tell, but has so far shown that I don't know many people that are using Stage Manager on the desktop or an iPad. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder, really, like, is Apple really slipping? Like, they've been slipping a little bit with the, the software in recent years you know and then they like patch it up and fix it later and you know it's just like man i wish i, I miss the days when they got it right the first time especially from a user experience point of view like right now if you try stage manager like and i'm a tech guy you're a tech guy and like you know if you're like trying to like you know change the size of the windows and it's like it's like you you move it into the right corner and it's just like jumps back into the center and you're like what the hell is going on this just doesn't operate like you would think it should you know, you expect it to operate. And honestly, I think Apple should either just, you know, go back to the drawing board, reset this. I mean, when stage manager makes, you know, slide over and, you know, split view look like really good, you know, way better, um, you know, you got a problem, but I've also never been that guy who's always, who's like harped on like, you know, split view or, um, slide over. I actually think it works really well. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, I don't, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I just don't know, like, you know, how to make the split view windows. I'm like, it's not actually not that hard, you know? It's called drag and drop. Um, it's called drag and drop, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, try Stage Badger and, you know, your eyes are going to be, like, you're going you're to be like, enlightened at how intuitive the other multitasking is. I think to piggyback, though, on another point, you talked about the software. I mean, look at how many times now Apple announces features at 
WWDC or even on product launch and we get it six months later, nine months later. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I talked about it on my last podcast. I think there was a feature this past year that came out maybe like a couple weeks before WWDC uh, that mm -hmm. was for iOS 15. I mean, things happen in a blur now, but I remember being mm -hmm. like, oh, they finally announced it less than a month before WWDC yeah. happened before they announced iOS 16. And so even when we review these things, some of these products like the features they talk about, the app, they're they're not ready in within a month. They're ready. Are, are you talking months? about universal control? Oh, that was announced last year, but it came out earlier this year. Yeah, that that was that was one of them. Uh, that was one of them. Yeah, I mean, so, it's a great feature. It works. Universal control <laughs> is so that's the thing, right? Universal control works like butter. Like it unintentionally yeah. works for me, and I realized, oh yeah, I have a laptop and an iPad, and oh, mm -hmm. like it. It works very yeah. well. It works really well. Really well. The way the way I'm using it right now is I've got uh, my Mac Studio hooked up to my studio display. And then I have, to my right of that monitor, I have uh, M1 iMac. Mm -hmm. And so I'm oh. using a keyboard and mouse to, like, switch between two screens, sometimes move files between okay, each, uh, each, each, each uh, computer. It's great. And then I have an iPad sometimes just here for like Slack or something like that. You got the like triple that. screen action wow. going on? I got a triple screen Batman, you know, command center going on. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I got the cred Federighi set. <laughs> <laughs> the, full, the full shebang. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah. But it just takes time. So, yeah. It just takes time for – I don't know. I, I think this is a thing that we've seen even across the industry where now it's – okay to announce a software feature with mm -hmm. the launch of a product but get it like six months later right yeah. even look at something on the iphone uh such as live activities which i think will really help elevate the phone experience but we mm -hmm. still haven't seen those lock screen live activities that switch has not been flipped on yet and when it does it'll be like great but it's but it's been what four months now months. maybe five yeah maybe yeah but three yeah or four dude months. i was like i was like uh when it when live activities went <laughs> live <laughs> uh i was like i use a lift i'm like where where the heck is the, mm -hmm, the little mm -hmm. little car the moving car thing telling me my my car is coming and i'm like i fired up uber i'm like where, where, where is it and yeah. it turns out like you know they're just about to roll out an update so it does take time um and maybe that's something apple should improve on you know like just giving developers more advanced uh ahead lead time to like kind of build the feature so that they're actually ready at launch or close to launch you know the thing is also though, I think part of that is because they don't they know if it gets in a whole company's hands from a software standpoint, it's gonna get leaked. Right? If they it's give get it leaked. and that's I think that's they may not talk about it that way, but to me that's the logical reason why some of these features come out so much yeah. later, even though they should come out, it would feel so much more complete when they come out on launch is because you give Uber like is Uber gonna I mean, try and really care about this NDA for the developer, like, oh my god, they're not, they're not, they're not. I mean, if you're trying it out on stage, you might care. Like, I've read stories about how Apple used to, like, you know, have developers. They invite developers over to campus, watch them in a like <laughs> dark, darkened room, work on the feature, and like literally take their devices and software and like literally like make sure that they they weren't talking to people. Like, I don't know, it's crazy. It's Gestapo stuff, but like. <laughs> Uh, well, well, now uh, we know. Now we know how Infinity Blade kept on appearing on stage for for how many anyways. years? Okay, so, yeah. My uh, my number two was uh, Stage Manager uh, for iPad OS sixteen. What's okay. yours, Brian? 
Well, since we're sticking on the iPad, I got. I mean, we I gotta, don't have to. We don't have to. We're moving around, and if we're talking about what Apple got wrong, or how about maybe what Apple confused us with, the the quote unquote air quotes entry level iPad, the tenth hmm. generation iPad was. I guess a head scratcher. Now I understand from maybe if you're purely making a product out of what you have left and it has to fit a cost specific, uh, like, uh, cost specific target, then I get why you made the 10th generation hmm. iPad. But from a long term standpoint, if this is what is supposed to be perceived as the new entry level iPad and it has, support for the original apple pencil with a fun little dong and i'm not even the cosmetics of it can <laughs> you can laugh at it because it does look ridiculous but the yeah. fact is that if we're trying to move the line forward and have this new design but then have this mishmash of older tech in there that doesn't move the needle forward i just thought the the tension ipad was a little bit confusing from a product standpoint and that is, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know what, if it, if the, if the, the priority was cost, then fine, I get it. But the general consumer would be like, wait, what? And Apple- so you're, you're saying, you're saying this iPad was just slapped together from a bunch of leftover parts and you know, yes, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. An earlier processor, you, I think you'd be better off getting, I believe it was uh, it's so hard because now, you know, there's so many things that have been going on, but I believe uh, you would be better off getting an iPad Air from last year that mm, supported on sale. Yes, that supported the Apple Pencil 2 versus a 10th generation new 2022 edition iPad. But you don't get a horizontal FaceTime camera and you don't get that uh, keyboard folio with function row <laughs> and again okay so again we talk about why this is a mishmash Very product right. mishmash this is to me a frankenstein product that the and okay i get that the magnetic pen apple pencil solution on that top edge would say okay well for these new generation ipads uh the m2 ipad pros yeah we can't have that but you're putting like new tech and new things that even the pros don't have on the 10th Mm -hmm. gen iPad and then you're putting things that are older from before the 10th gen iPad into an iPad. It is the ultimate like, Oh, here's a peek of where we're going on the entry level iPad. But the, yeah. And, and I I I heard, I heard some, I heard some, some murmurs and some rumors about how supply chain really, I was going to say, I was going to say impacted, uh, what they could do with the uh, M2 iPad Pro. So this year, unfortunately, all they could muster was just a chip update and then, you know, hover support for Apple Pencil. Like, um, we should, how about this? Let's blanket this whole show with this overall kind of statement, like this PSA that we do understand that the supply chain and COVID clearly has affected all of tech over arguably the past year and a half or two. Like the result yeah. of what we've seen are products that were being worked on two years ago. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Two years ago, it was, you know, they couldn't control any of that because of the pandemic. So I, I mm-hmm. do, we do want to, I think we definitely obviously acknowledge that. And I'm glad you brought it up because I was literally going to get to that. I'm like, this is clearly a parts supply chain thing. But yeah. 
it's still even at that. Well, how about this? Even at that, the iPad ten gen, it's a Frankenstein. It, it's a Frankenstein, bro. It's a it it, it is a Frankenstein. Um, but also don't think it's as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Uh, for the people who are actually buying this product, they Agreed. probably don't care. They just care that it has functionality. So, for example, like think about the person who's buying an entry level the was it ninth gen iPad. Mm-hmm. That thing is an old design that goes all the way back to iPad Air two, iPad Air, iPad, iPad, iPad Air, iPad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like iPad Air, yeah. I mean, that's an old, old design that's nearly like ten years old or whatnot, and. The fact that that tablet supports a precision Apple Pencil, I mean, that's a really good deal. I keep going back to this. Every single time I hear people like, you know, kind of like dunking on new iPads, especially entry-level ones, I think about the original iPad, which I did buy. $499, 9.7-inch screen, no stylus support at all, right? Now you get $329 for an iPad. Was it $99 for an Apple Pencil 1? That's less than 500 bucks for the whole package, and it's a bigger screen, better processor, etc. You're getting all this, two things, for, for less than the original iPad. I think that's a really good value, and I think... For sure. You know, I, I see, like, you know, I've lately I've been watching a lot of videos about people who use their iPads in ways that I, you, or, you know, other productivity types of workers are might never use it and we we laugh at like this ipad right like oh yeah it's so old it's like it bezels <laughs> it's it's silly but they actually like use it for you know very simple features you know like there's this guy who's uh he traces these like uh images with a 3d printed pen right and he just places like a, a piece of tracing paper on top of it, and he's tracing on top of it, it he doesn't care Mm-hmm. He, he for him it, he just needs to be able to design something illustrate something uh, with precision i was at the dentist yesterday and one of the hygienists used an ipad to take pictures of my 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 face and my my teeth and i was just like there's you know a use case for mm-hmm. why an ipad needs a camera it doesn't need to have the best camera but you know it needs to work you know um and so i think you know or you just think about it, coffee shops they use iPads attached to like square, uh, you know, payment systems. And those are just purely for small businesses. I think there's a lot of use cases that us regular consumers as, as regular people are, are kind of like overlooking, you know? I, to- I totally agree with you there. I mean, the thing is that there's been this whole kind of conversation, I think, within some of the tech audience of how, oh, Apple has too many models of products mm-hmm. right now, right? Like from entry level to middle tier to high tier, right? I think Apple might sell maybe five different models of the iPhone. It might even be six that are at least available to buy as of today. And people say, oh, we sh- they should streamline their product lineup to be like, okay, make an SE, like come up with three models, like an SE version, which would yeah. be entry, uh, a regular model and a pro model. Keep it at three. But then my argument or opposite to that thinking is, I think to your point, when you talk about most consumers, right? Not us, but the general mm-hmm. consumer. I think they go into a store and they have a budget in mind. I don't yep. think they don't care about what model is pro or plus or ultra. They have a dollar amount and they're going to go in and say, what can I buy? What what iPad can I buy for 500 bucks, right? People, that, are, people, are, saying, people are saying that it's the, 
like Tim Cook has taken full control over Apple's product line and is just a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I agree to a certain extent, but Apple serves, sells to a much larger <laughs> audience than it used to mm-hmm. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. The line could have never maintained that kind of simplicity. It just can't when you're a trillion dollar company. I mean, you have different types of customers with different demands now. Everyone laughed at the iPad Mini, was it five? That an old design. They're like, oh, where where is this like new design? Where's this? Guess what? Coffee shops do not need a new design. Mm-hmm. They need a thing that just works and will work for like five, ten years. Five, ten years. You yeah. know, like medical equipment. This stuff does not get upgraded often, you know? And this is like Apple serving these customers, these small businesses, and they're not upgrading these business, this, these, this equipment as business, you know, gear. Um, look, it's fine balance. Apple's got to balance it for everybody. It's not like Apple's mission statement says, oh, we only make products for general consumers. No, mm-hmm. they serve the education market. They serve businesses. They serve, you know, regular consumers. They serve techies, prosumers. I mean, how can you possibly make a few products that just serve everybody and fit everybody's needs. No, you can't. Yeah. So I think people are forgetting that. Yeah. And so, you know, to your point, do I still think the entry level iPad is a Frankenstein? (laughs) Yes. But does it serve a purpose for the consumer who just has X amount of dollars to spend and is Mm going to still get a great iPad? Yes. Like both things can be Mm -hmm. true. Right. And it just comes from your, from the perspective. So, I still think it's a little Frankenstein-y, and I guess we can chalk it up partially to the supply chain. But is it still mm-hmm. like a great? I think is it isn't it five forty nine for for the tenth gen? Uh, I feel like it is four forty nine. Four forty nine. Sorry, sorry. Four forty nine. Four forty nine. So yeah. either way, that's where our Apple got wrong, led us to many different directions. But I think you and I, I'm surprised because I don't think many people that I've talked to agree with me. But you know the fact that. I just think people walk in a store with a number and they get what is mm-hmm. closest to that number. They don't go mm-hmm. most people, most people. Even the yeah. sav even the semi savvy uh Apple enthusiast, you know, yeah. they we have their budgets are a real thing and I think maybe the tech YouTube audience who, you know, can expense these for business or some people they just mm-hmm. buy the newest model every year, that doesn't go into their consideration when they talk about these products. Like yeah. There's way more people than are the super narrow tech enthusiast people. There's just, there's mm-hmm. a huge sea of people. So okay, that's a that's an Apple maybe got wrong. Got wrong. Maybe? Uh, fine. Okay. fine. I did. Okay. <laughs> in my in my heart in my heart I have to stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. Yeah, I'll stick to it. Okay. All right. Let's go to Apple Got's rights. All right, this one's a curveball. This oh, is is it? Are you gonna throw me a curveball? It's okay. Oh. I'll get throw you a curveball. Okay, I don't think okay. you you have this on your bingo card. Okay, okay. I, okay. I hope you don't. All right, let's see. Thing number three, I think Apple got right in twenty twenty two. Severance. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause, Ray. Round of applause. Come on, no, come on. No, it's it is a curve. Did you watch it? Did oh, you watch on. it? Of course I watched it, bro. Of course I watched it. <laughs> Severance. Oh my God. This show took the world by storm. 14 Emmy nominations. Adam Scott, Britt Lauer, Zach Cherry. I mean, the list goes on. The cast is phenomenal. Amazing. Uh, uh, this, you know, Ben Stiller's terrific director. I mean, the, the cinematography is just like chilling and so like pristine and perfect. I mean, so well thought out and planned. And 
you know, everyone, I remember, I mean, everyone said it was silly and everybody mocked Apple for getting into the streaming service and like, look at them now. They're out here, you know, producing and commissioning these incredible, um, you know, shows, uh, pieces. I mean, Pachinko, Pachinko. Uh, Severance. I mean, all this stuff is like really good stuff now, you know, it's like Excellent not the kind of like la- laughable stuff that it launched with and to them, they, they get some some applause for for that. Uh, so it's not I, you know hardware, but you know it is Apple. It is Apple. It is Apple. And I will tell you if you if historians want to go back to my uh, first like video about <laughs> Apple TV Plus at the time when you like you said there are a lot of naysayers. My my overall thing was if they can find this niche niche to be kind of like HBO but PG thirteen. I think that's where they can succeed. And I think that's where they've absolutely hit the mark with mm-hmm. content that is right in that slot, right? Remember, they were poo-pooed for when I think Tim Cook or at the time when the executive said, like, we're going to make an, a, a family-friendly content yeah. for showing people like, well, what about mature content? And maybe there's a space mm-hmm. for it for now, but it is mature content from, a, like, look at Severance, the sophistication in that yeah. show and the nuance at the same time is incredible. Ted Lasso, okay, Jason Sudeikis has had this show, this concept, this character idea for, I feel like, at least 10 years. He has, Mm -hmm. if you go look on YouTube, NBC Sports, I believe it was during the Olympics, they did, like, kind of these funny sketches where he was actually the Ted Lasso character before a show even existed. Mm -hmm. So they were sitting on this. They, he worked for SNL. He, they could have Mm -hmm. run with this show for years. No one picked it up. And all of a sudden, Apple's like, you know what? That, that makes sense. And now look at Ted Lasso. So I think that Apple has been really savvy. They at the time when they were launching, I remember they had hired executives from like Sony and HBO, and yeah. they've really found a niche that has made that service well worth the four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, content like they may not have as much content flowing out of the pipeline as like the the trash that but, might be flowing out of Netflix. But but when they put it that's out, that's an advantage it's good. now, yeah, right? Totally, it's totally the taste because of like it, it's so wait, good. exactly when you have a smaller selection of content uh, and it's very high quality premium stuff that leaves you like you know at the literally at the edge of your seat. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's like waiting for the next next episode, as opposed to like oh man, Netflix is just bloated with all this crap out there. Oh my and god, just like oh. Netflix used to be really good. Like, their, their originals, like, you know, I mean, House of Cards, everybody's watching that. I mean, it's just like, now it's like there's too much there. There's too much content from other places, you know? And this is like, on Apple TV, it's like, there's only so much you can watch. And then you you literally can watch all of it. <laughs> all, like, all the original stuff. Um, and not feel like you're missing out on anything. So, you know, uh, I think it's only going to continue to grow. And I think they made a good good bet there. Good job, Tim Tim Apple. And <laughs> part part of what I what I wrote for Apple got right is Apple got right their services. So it kind of piggybacks on what you said because they've had record breaking mm-hmm. quarters year after year after year, and their services number continues to balloon more and more. And you know, if you talk to a lot of people outside of the tech world, I don't, I don't, at least here in LA, I don't know that everyone here has Apple TV because I'm like, oh, are you watching Severance or are you watching? Mm-hmm. But for people that are, they they really know how valuable it is compared to everything else that is out there. And I think that I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but Apple 
has to find a way, even if they're bundling it for like a month or two or three with when people buy a product, a lot mm-hmm. of those people now that trial window has expired, right? And yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm just curious how they're going to draw more people into Apple TV. Is it purely the the long game of okay, our service is still always going to cost four ninety nine, and we're going to continue to yeah. get more and more great shows that you just can't ignore it anymore, and you're going to have to try it out because. Netflix at like seventeen ninety nine for four K whatever mm-hmm. it is now for four K streaming versus Apple TV at four ninety nine. As mm-hmm. time goes on, Apple TV looks way more attractive. If you have to pick one streaming service, or maybe it's one of three, than Netflix right now. That's how I feel based on what I see on Netflix. It's a see the difference between Apple and Netflix and other streaming services is they don't have the same pressure of needing to mm-hmm. grow their subscriber base mm-hmm. the services is an add-on plus you know value for what drives their their most of their uh, revenue which is devices you sell the devices and then you sell on the kind of yep. like add-ons services right and you can sell it through various ways right they've got news plus they've got you know fitness plus they've got apple tv plus so many opportunities to get you in, maybe not immediately, but over time, it becomes really hard. Like, they got me with Fitness Plus. <laughs> they got me with Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The only thing I don't I don't have is uh, News Plus. <laughs> Dude, um, I use News Plus all the time because there's no ads. Like, that's actually the one service that got me in. That's, see, that's what I, I've been thinking lately. I'm like, hmm. What is? Am I missing out on News Plus? Like they already got me two out of three, two out of like four or whatever. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should like consider this. And it actually might be cheaper in in total. So yep, you know, Ray Ray, I'm telling you, you get an iPad Mm -hmm. with News Plus. It feels it. (laughs) You sit back on your couch. It feels so nice, baby. It feels so nice. Like I literally go to Apple News every day and just tap it and like sit back and like, oh, okay, Uh cool. I'm caught up. It's nice. Yeah. And all the paywalls I mean, from a variety of those services are, are removed. The long game. Apple is here for the long yes, game. Yes, They They want to lock you in with the device first and foremost, and then the services. That's that's just a matter of time, dude. If they mm-hmm, don't get you year mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm, year two, mm-hmm. they're coming for you, and you're going you're gonna to oblige. Yeah. I mean, Apple, Apple Music, sing. <laughs> a feature that just came out with karaoke feature. I mean, come on. It's cool, but it's a little. I'm gonna. How about this? It is cool, but it's a little overhyped until I can plug in, like until I can connect my iPhone as a mic into my TV and put some reverb on it. Dude, just get one of those Bluetooth mics and just sing your heart out. <laughs> yeah, but but you'll have to like it has to be. You know, it's how about it? It's fun, but I think it's. I hope that they level up on it a little more. That's all. It's just using like yeah. a, it's just using like a plug-in that you find yeah. on like music software apps where it separates the voice and you can still kind of hear the voice a tiny mm-hmm. bit in the back. But it is look, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I need real karaoke. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there though. Apple Music sing. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Severance was my curveball. Love it. Okay. Very good one. Um, <laughs> this oh. guy's looking for his curveball. <laughs> no, my curveball is later. My curveball is later. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Apple got right. M2 MacBook Air. M2 MacBook Air. To me, I called oh, I'm, it. I'm looking. I'm looking at you with the fry eyes. Why are you looking at me? Room. I'm like, mm. bro. That is. <laughs> I, if if Apple, it's a good computer. It's a good it, computer. If Apple was 
able to show us their sales numbers for 2022, mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident this was their top selling machine of the year. I think like it hits that mm-hmm. sweet spot for the student, for even the professional, um, business, casual, home, design, power, an M2 and a MacBook Air. I mean, that's going to last most people that need that machine. Again, you and I throw this lightly around five to 10 years. I, I really believe it. I, I don't see mm-hmm. if you're not doing any multimedia, I don't see why you would need another machine in the next five to 10 years with a MacBook Air, M2 MacBook Air. So I think that it is a sweet machine. And although I don't have one because uh, I use a pro for my work, my lady has one and I use it all the time. <laughs> like when I'm when I'm in the living room and stuff like that. It's it's a great machine. Yeah. And so I think they got the M2 MacBook Air right. But you're giving me little like mm, I don't know about that, Brian. Double blink. Tell me why. Uh well, I think the price is a little higher than you would expect from an Air, but that's only because I think the 2020 M1 MacBook Air is still available. They still sell it directly, and it's just too good of a value. <laughs> I just bought one. Hoping my mom doesn't listen to this. I don't think my mom listens to it, but you know, I just bought one, dude. Every day for the last like three months, I've seen the M1 2020 MacBook Air at now? $799. Oh my gosh. Dude, that's two hundred dollars off the original retail price. <laughs> and I I think that was I thought that was a great value. When yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, two years later, this computer is still phenomenal. I mean, you cannot beat that. And I think when you see it, when you put an M2, M1 2020 MacBook Air side by side with a, you know, for the user, M2 yeah, MacBook Air, general user. and like how, how much, how much is that? 11, 1150 or 1199? 1199? 1199? Let me check. Then, then like the, val- the value there is just like, uh, I mean, are, how, what are you really losing? You're losing on, on a newer design with bezels and like, you know, a new 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 uh metal chassis come on i mean the m2 is yeah granted more powerful but like also not as power efficient as m1 and also you know if you really want to get into the weeds of it you know the base model has like a little bit of throttling because of thermals and it's slower ssd and i just think if you spec'd up an m1 macbook air from 2020 that one will probably last longer than an M2 and actually go, you know, um, have have a lot, have better performance from a battery perspective, you know. And yeah, man, I don't know. Apple just made a computer that was too damn good. It's still too damn good in 2022, and you know that's that's just Apple. I mean, the, look, we know that their silicon changed the game. Like, mm-hmm. quite honestly, for the longevity of their products. Like it's mm-hmm. hard for me to when when I talk about an M2 MacBook Air in my review, I said it's a great machine, but you don't really need need it. Like if you even had an mm-hmm. M1 today, unless you're doing unless you need literally unless you need the media engine that is part of the M2 mm-hmm. chip, you're not losing anything. Even doing render yeah. time comparisons, you're not losing that much, right? It it'll be yeah. it arguably feel feel the same unless you're doing like super long crazy projects which you wouldn't do on an m2 macbook air you would do a really intense eight layer project arguably more on like you know those type of people are using a uh, pro machine so i yeah. i feel like you're undermining me in my got rights and got wrong list ray by always saying these are great <laughs> values um so i'm gonna let you be ray the bargain basement guy this this <laughs> podcast 
Every time I bring wow. up, a, every time I bring up a got writer, whoa, got whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I, I put Mac Studio in. You know? <laughs> that's, hey. no, that's no bargain based computer. Ray, I'm just messing with you, buddy. Okay, don't take it personally. <laughs> don't make it personally. Every, every time, every time I got a point, you're like, but Brian, there's a great value at Ray. Shut up. <laughs> It's a great value from Apple, and they are happy to sell you an older computer at an even better value. They are happy to take your money one way or another. They don't care. They just want your money, and they will have it. They they, they have a lot. Of, that's smart. That's really clever. It is smart. You know? Again, like, like they, don't so even, they don't they don't even have you looking elsewhere. They're like just look in our 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 sales section. <laughs> I mean, it's not even. They won't Come say on. it. They won't say it. But a smart consumer, I I can't tell you how many times I when someone says, "Should I get the new laptop?" I'm like, "Wait to see what the new one has, and then compare it to the model that is just out, and wait for the sale, and you might be better off depending on how you use mm-hmm. it." Right? It's about how you use these machines. And guess what? Most people are not editing 4K or even trying to 4K video. You know, posting up videos every day for their life, and like. I do feel mm-hmm. like the, the tech YouTube world totally forgets that like 90% of the time when they do some of their reviews. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, so. okay, fine. So I said <laughs> Apple, got, Apple got M2 MacBook Air right. Ray's like, no, Brian. Apple got M1 MacBook Pro right. <laughs> so right that it's still great two years later. And it makes was, M2 MacBook Air yo, look like not great. <laughs> I was blown away by the M1 MacBook Pro. It was what, $9.99 when it launched? I was blown away by that thing. The 13-inch, mm-hmm. I was blown away. I was like, dude, this is crazy. Okay. Um, let's go to maybe one more. I know we have a lot. But let's just yeah. go in one more what Apple got wrong because I think we've done three – wait, we've done two okay. rights, two wrong. So, yeah, let's just throw out another one, whatever you want to talk about. I don't care. All right. Uh, I got one on my list, number six out of ten. <laughs> I, I, I have one that I thought you were going to mention, yeah. but you still haven't mentioned it yet, so I'm just okay. waiting. Maybe it's lower on mm-hmm. your list. Maybe it's on your quick fire. I, huh. Maybe it's on your rapid uh, fire. I put uh, the always-on – display for iphone 14 pro this that's, is what they they got wrong that's what i, I have it? it on my that was, the one, <laughs> that was the one that i'm like ray's gonna talk about this all right go uh, <laughs> they you know i think that the new ios 16 lock screen is phenomenal the always on display they clearly dropped the ball and that's why they're rolling out a toggle switch in ios 16.2 it's already in the beta that lets you turn off the wallpaper so that it just shows a black screen with, you know, the time, the date, and your widgets, and that's it. Basically, the same way an always-on display works on every Android phone for the last 10 years, Apple is like, okay, we give in. You know? turn. You know? Maybe you'll get your battery life back. It's just... Maybe. The, the, the controversy was the screen is so bright even when it's dimmed on the iphone 14 pros that it it always looks like it's on which is kind of ironic because it says always on (laughs) display so it's like should be technically on but apple's like no it's we want to show off the wallpaper we don't want to make it look really different and in that pursuit of making it different from android they actually made it you know kind of worse in terms of battery life and also just usability and i'm glad they're giving the giving us a feature i'm hoping ios 16.2 drops next week 
or before the end of this month. And look, I'm going to turn that sucker on ASAP. I already got it on beta. It's already on, man. You see my face right now? <laughs> you know, you gave, me, you gave me the side eye. I am not impressed. Now, I don't know if, if you remember, but we did our iPhone 14 Pro review, and I yes. was raving. I was you were raving, raving <laughs> about the always-on display, about how I, I can I see the wallpaper. I was like, and you're yeah. like, no, bro. You're like, no, Brian, no. It's horrible. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can see it. And <laughs> so, you know what? You might you might say Apple got it wrong. I think the fact that they put in the toggle is an admission that they didn't yeah. they should have they should have given people options. You even said that when I believe mm-hmm. when we talked about it, like just give me the option to turn it off if I want yeah. to. And that was yeah. literally like a week after it came out. So I I I need I want to give you your props to know that I was hey. I hear you. You hey. did say it. You did say it right out of the gate. So you got one thing right today. But um, oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> this guy savage. But I, I, I'm gonna let you have that one because you're the host. You. <laughs> thank you. But I love. I still love my always on display. I could if I had a wallpaper of Ray Wong on here, and now <laughs> it dims to complete black. What what a waste. What a waste to not be able to enjoy that. There are times, though, <laughs> I will tell you, <laughs> late at night, late at night, late at night, the screen is so bright that I'm like, I have been like, did I leave my phone on? But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but but that to me, it's kind of like impressive at the same time. I don't think, though, that, you know, do, people have had different experiences with how much battery life does it really take up or not, yeah. right? And I think that's still up there. Some people like, Oh, my battery's back to normal. I'm like, okay, well, maybe wait a week for your iPhone to like calibrate, blah blah blah. But I don't know how much yeah. battery life it really changed. You know, we'll we'll have mm-hmm. to wait and see, really, right? Like how it's, much? It's it's really hard. It's hard, really hard to test. Something That's what like I'm saying. That. That's what I'm saying, right? Um, especially from if you're using it on a day to day basis, right? Like, and every day is different. Person. And every day is different. And you know, there there will definitely be tests where I, mean, I think there already are. You know, people were testing the betas. We were like, you know doing the same function over and over and then like, okay, seeing the drain. And it is, there is an, a five to like, you know, I think 8% difference. Um, so it's not nothing. Think about it. Five to 8% is like the difference between being in like 15% and like, you know, in the low battery zone, right? Okay, like okay, okay. it can really carry you. And especially, you know, as a guy who's used low power, low, low power mode before, like I know how long a single digit percentage can stretch when you're mm-hmm. you're in that mode so every percentage counts and i think apple did right you know just give us the option it's not default but you know let the people have what they want you know yeah oh this is good so actually this one is actually kind of a hybrid right apple got it wrong but they also got it right <laughs> right i mean they they heard your I mean, I, I, i'm gonna say they got it wrong <laughs> the first time because you know first, yeah. they had to fix it they had to Fine. fix it i don't and know I, if it, I, you know I missed the Apple that didn't have to keep fixing fixing I, things. I actually appreciate that they gave it as an option for people like you, but still kept it for people like me. <laughs> also, also, here's the quick question that I don't know or not. Will live activities show up on the black mm-hmm. screen or not? Mm. I don't know. I, I, I hope it does. I Well, those live activities typically aren't like a single black and white color. They're like... They have little animations and stuff like that. So I mean, it's not like they're using every color in the rainbow, dude. What if they're using like one or two colors, man? Uh, all on. I'm saying is, what if? 
Okay, I did. Can I tell you? I did. All, actually... all I'm saying is, what if I ever get an alive activity? Because I, I ain't even using that. <laughs> okay. Can I? Can I tell you? I did actually. I don't talk <laughs> about this at all, but this is a insider exclusive with you and me and everyone who's listening. <laughs> so a long time ago, when I started going independent, I'm like, well, I'm gonna try and come up with revenue sources, but I'm not gonna promote this. But I actually mm-hmm. do have a cameo. You remember mm-hmm. cameo? This is yeah. the, the app where like quote-unquote celebrities can do like Mm -hmm. greetings for people and so Mm -hmm. i've had a cameo and once in a while Mm -hmm. i'll get a request to do a cameo for someone cameo is a live activity so on my phone i literally had the first ever like live activity meter that showed like a timer (laughs) on my lock screen of i had to deliver the cameo by 24 hours the dynamic island even showed that the cameo like live activity (laughs) was active and i was like what so I'm, I'm saying, giggling because of all the apps that would have that's support what I'm saying. for <laughs> Dynamic Island and Live Activities. Cameo is one of the first to support it. I'm dead Get serious. Out. I'm dead serious. So <laughs> I'm not telling people to try and uh, cameo me. I'm so grateful for the people that have. But if you want to see live activities in action, cameo me. I'll, I'll screenshot it for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to request cameos. <laughs> All right. Okay. So actually, I actually have I actually have a person in mind. Okay. 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 Would, would love a cameo from you. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, let's do this. I'll do one more, and then we'll rapid fire and okay. then wrap this up. Okay. Um. All right. All right. This is uh, did Apple get it right or get it wrong? This is my wild card. This is this is kind of a. I'm just gonna throw out the question. Dynamic Island. Did they get it right or did they get it wrong? Ray. Bro, bro, you're supposed to be telling me a thing that they got wrong. <laughs> this guy's stress skirt. The answer. This guy's stretching. I, He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the fence right now. I'm, I'm sitting a, on the fence. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm asking. I thought this would be my wild card, but I guess it's not. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm throwing out the question because. Boo. <laughs> Boo, host, host of the show has no idea what the premise of the show is. It's Apple got it right or wrong. Make up your mind. Damn it. <laughs> All right, go with it. We'll go with it. You jerk. Um, <laughs> we'll go I'm with just it. Saying, I'm just saying Dynamic Island has, we mm-hmm. have still, much like live activities, we haven't seen it fully formed still in action yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm asking you, do you think up to this point dynamic island has mm-hmm. been a success or not did they get it right or did my, they get it wrong i wrote in my review that it is a a really uh clever design it felt like it was humanizing the iphone uh, was it four months in now mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. months in uh i can't say i've touched the dynamic island very much i i almost never tap it Agreed. uh and I definitely never open it for shortcuts. And I'm, I keep waiting for it to do more. And, you know, the whole, like, little... Having two little bubbles <laughs> separating into two bubbles when you have a timer and you have, like, music. It, it hasn't changed my life in any kind of, in any kind of way. Um, and I'm kind of disappointed because, like, I want to see more from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want it to feel more alive. I think Apple could do more. And maybe that's something that's, like, okay they really push out a more meaningful API in uh, June at DubDub and they're like, you know, get, they get more developers on board to like really mess around with it. The, the, the most like clever thing I've seen any app developer do is uh, the developer of Apollo. 
um, which is a Reddit app for iPhone, and they have a little virtual pet, kind of like a Tamagotchi, uh, that kind of runs around <laughs> above the the dynamic island, and you can like you can feed it stuff, and it runs over and like eats the virtual food, and then you can like you know play with it by dragging like a ball or a wand around. That is like kind of a cute kind of thing, but like other than that, I haven't really seen any real great uses. So I feel like they might have got it wrong, at least initially out of the gate. Um, and, but, you know, I think I'm pretty certain it's here to stay. Um, it's not going anywhere for a while. This is something that makes Apple's iPhones distinct now. And they, they gotta kind of like, you know, lean into it more, you know, like even if it's wrong in the long term, even if it's not like super useful or functional in the long term, at least for the next couple of years, they have to lean into it kind of like the way they like doubled down on touch bar. You know, they, they can't admit that they messed up right now. Yeah. So the reason why I threw it out there, because I was curious <clears throat> to see how your views had changed. Cause you and I both right out of the gates using it. We're like, this is awesome. I can't wait to see what they do more with it. And I do think that live activities is really going to make it feel more useful, right? If you're able to click on there and all of a sudden you can see your your lift or your uber if you can see mm-hmm. your food delivery things like that that does definitely make it feel alive sports yeah. scores in real time changing exactly you know that that's how these things can be elevated and even in ways that we haven't figured out yet but it still hasn't happened and so it mm-hmm. it's made me feel the similar to you of oh i'm not really using it that much at all and it's so funny that you use the example of music and timer because when we were at the demo that was really mm-hmm. the only demo that we saw like oh these are two things that i use mm-hmm. and now it, it it's still it's still the, the only <laughs> two things yeah. that i use right a timer or or and play music mm-hmm. at the same time or a cameo wink wink yeah and, <laughs> And playing music. Get game. get get his cameo, guys. Yo, yo, holla, look me up. But I think that <laughs> it it unfortunately I do feel like Dynamic Island might be one of those features that waver up and down because it is such mm-hmm. a evolving thing that sometimes it feels like they got it right, sometimes it feels like they got it wrong. And I, to your point, I hope in uh, WWDC twenty twenty three we'll see more. But I, I I think one of the issues is that we know the cameras in there. And ideally, mm-hmm. Dynamic Island would be incredible if you could actually use the entire bar to display, like, what if it was, like, a stock ticker or headlines mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that you chose? That would make it even, quote-unquote, more dynamic. But because yeah. the cameras that are, which we understand, uh, you really can only see things on the side of it. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if that might be its biggest limiting factor of the dream of the Dynamic Island until mm-hmm. there's a new form factor change three or four years down the road or not. But I'm 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 like that's why I threw it out because I thought it'd be interesting to see what your take was right now. Did they get it right mm-hmm. or did they get it wrong? I don't think they I got mean, it wrong, but it's just not I think it's I think it's mostly a maybe, right? Yeah, it's still yeah, up in the yeah, air. Yeah. Um so I don't I don't want to be like quick to just dismiss it right now and say it's wrong because like i think everyone's really hopeful of the touch bar you know they you know developers were starting to mess around with it and like oh yeah you know you can like do emojis and like you know you can put all sorts of things on in there you can display autocorrect and it's it's one of those things where it's like it's so different that you have to like wait Mm -hmm. and see Mm -hmm. um and what my what i'm hoping for is that the kind of like responsiveness that kind of like you know 
for lack of a better way to say it, like the jiggly effect animation, the fluidity of it, you know, the way it bubbles up and separates and comes forms back together. I'm hoping that is like uh, the earliest of previews into like a new version of iOS mm-hmm. that is, you know, fresher, that's more like alive, organic, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's even like something that rethinks the home screen and from a grid of app icons is something that just feels more like, you know, like a dynamic, you know, like for lack of a better word, dynamic, like something that's more adaptive, right? Dynamic um, home screen. <laughs> dynamic island. <laughs> uh, I feel like I no, should I send won't. you my song. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for you. The me- We're shooting the music video next week. I'm just letting you send know. Send it to me. I will. I want to be the first person outside of Brian Dog Studio to see this. Fine. Uh, when it's done, I'll send it to you. But we're shooting the music video. Okay. It'll be done by um, hopefully right before Christmas. <laughs> I just wanted to get it done before then. It's a lot of work, but it's going to be pretty freaking epic. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Oh no! I already know where where you filmed it. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be in Hawaii, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. It still has yet to be what? shot. It still has yet to okay, be shot. Okay, okay, okay. That's a great call, though. That's a great call. That's a great call. I thought maybe, maybe, maybe you're doing a little work on vacation there. <laughs> no, I was really on vacation. Um, okay, so we, I, I love that conversation we had about Dynamic Island. Yeah, I, it's mm-hmm. it's still a maybe, and we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm hopeful for it. I'm still hopeful. For okay. It. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just do some rapid fire. We don't even have to really talk rapid about fire. that much. Yep. Uh, other mm-hmm. things you think Apple got right or got wrong? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have too many on the list. I mean, I have AirPods Pro 2. Um, the only two things are universal control, uh, mm-hmm. which we briefly talked about, and then Apple Watch Ultra. Um, I you think put that Apple on Watch right Ultra, or wrong? That's right. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, everyone was really concerned about it being too large. It's too big. It's too different. It's too expensive. Uh, I've got it on right now. And as a guy who wears the 44 millimeter Series 4 or 5, uh, Series 4, uh, I'm going to say... It's not really that big. It's not even that bulky. I also, you know, I've also worn two shocks and larger watches before, non-smart ones. And, you know, I think the titanium material really makes it. Um, It makes it so light. And I'm hoping, again, I like to see Apple as like, okay, I like to look at their existing products. And then I like to see what does that mean for future products? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Apple thinks long-term years in advance. So them scaling up uh, titanium uh, in a case means that there's a p- potential possibility they could scale up titanium for other other products, you know, like a, lighter, like, a, like, like an iPhone, like an iPhone, maybe. <laughs> an iPhone could use some 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 uh, you know new finishes. A diet, uh, and it's just too heavy. The, the the pros are too heavy, especially the Max. And also, I think you know, remember titanium G four uh, uh, iBooks. Oh yeah, iBooks. Uh, so uh, yeah, bring that back. Yeah. Bring that back in a unibody. Mm. Sell my MacBook Pro Railway. <laughs> hey, there's there's an M2 MacBook Air out there for you. Um, uh, I I actually <laughs> I think Apple got it right, but I think the Apple Watch, no matter what design and style, it is really mm-hmm. personal. I'm kind of in between, and you'll find out why when I post my review about everything I did with mm-hmm. it. But that's mm-hmm. it. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't really give out right. my final take take because that would. Have... I mean, if, if if you didn't go to the moon and compare it to like a, a Speedmaster Pro, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna be so disappointed. If you didn't if you didn't fly to space and test it out, I'm not watching. <laughs> All right, um, this this might be a little insider of what 
Apple got right because, and uh-huh. maybe things change, but I hear so much chatter and I see so much comments about like, Apple is dead. Apple mm-hmm. is dead. Apple doesn't know what they're doing. I just want to remind people what Apple got right. They know how to run a business. They continue to set mm-hmm. record revenues every quarter after all this time under Tim Cook's reign. And there has to be some point where you're like, stop saying Apple's dead when they make a product that you don't like because you don't mm-hmm. want to buy it or you feel like it's for some reason a personal insult that they made this product that doesn't appeal to you that they're <laughs> dead. They're not dead. And, you know, I talked about it in my last podcast, obviously about the unfortunate incidences of the iPhone factories in China and the rioting uh-huh. and the upheaval, and that will affect their bottom line. I care more about the human aspect of that. But even with all that said, and just I want to bring it up so people don't think I'm ignoring it, Apple knows how to run a business, and Apple yep. continues to get that right. No matter what the naysayers say, It's it almost becomes stupid and ignorant when someone says something like that. So that's where my oh, that was one of my random Apple got it rights. I agree. Uh, I think they just... They built out such a strong ecosystem yeah, that yeah. it, it's 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 not going to be torn down very easily. Nope. Like it's just not falling anytime soon. Maybe not even in my lifetime, to be honest. For real, um, <clears throat> unless there's really some kind of major paradigm shift. The tes- <laughs> yeah, the te- the Tesla phone, right? The Tesla phone. <laughs> the the Musk phone. <laughs> uh, any anything else on your your got right list? Um, not really. I I I didn't. Okay. I kind of. I do have a one got wrong, or I'm still waiting for okay. it. What's going on with Apple mm-hmm. in the smart home? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's like a ripe ground that is low hanging fruit. The smart mm-hmm. home continues to explode, explode. I know they're waiting for the Matter platform, and I I feel like even though they said September, it's there, but it's not there there. And even at that, waiting for Matter. What is Apple doing with a smart home? I feel like every year it gets worse and worse and worse. I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I agree with your point that it's it's taken them so long, but Apple loves to take its time. I know. It loves to to be like, aha, long game, survival. You're all dead now, and we are here. And they've done that Standing year over dancing year. Dancing on your grave. <laughs> and I mean, uh, uh, you know, recent report, Alexa is in trouble. Um, and people, Amazon is like hemorrhaging money, uh, trying to find ways to monetize mm-hmm. Alexa and add features. And they're struggling. And if you also look at Google Assistant, I mean, those things are so cheap. Like, I can't imagine I, the story is different for Google Assistant and like the Nest hubs and nest minis and nest speakers like i mean dude the nest audio speaker used to be a hundred dollars for one it's now a hundred dollars for two <laughs> like there's some something going on wrong over there and apple's making not losing money off of every home pod mini that they sell and there are rumors that they're going to bring back the home the full-size home pod do it a little cheaper do it um and you know i think if they do a kind of smart display it's going to sell like crazy put a dock on it ipad mm-hmm. Uh, screen a dock and they're gonna be like we're not too late we're just in time <laughs> that's the thing and you know what they're probably they're probably right that's that's the thing you know what some people <laughs> hate how apple does have a certain level of hubris and cockiness and swagger to them and 
to be honest, they've built that credibility because they're such a large ecosystem that does not rely on one thing. And like I said earlier, they know how to run a freaking business. And as no matter how long it takes, guess what? How I, I'd be really curious, even more telling, how many people have actually left? Like, how, mm-hmm. what percentage of users have directly left the ecosystem and came back? I think that yeah. because because the it it would display not only the stain power of Apple, but how strong that ecosystem is, and why. To your point, they're able to play the long game. Not many companies, if any have the luxury to do this and apple does also help dictate a lot of market trends in tech whether they come early or later you know people apple release a a feature and people like oh apple did this feature like no android did it like three years ago but now everyone thinks apple did it and no one knows and nobody cares who was first exactly exactly oh no apple's late to the vr ar mixed reality uh product category no they're not Oh no, Apple's late to the self-driving car because Tesla's already here. No, they're not. <laughs> oh no, Apple's late to, you know, XYZ. No, they're not. You know, like it's they've proven time over time again that they're not late. It's just very, you know, well planned, you know? And maybe they've missed, you know, some shots and but they always figure a way to like kind of like bounce back, you know, like HomePod was a dud. Okay. Move on. And they they pushed out HomePod Mini, and they're rumored to be bringing back HomePod. Do you think they're going to be wrong two times in a row? I mean, it's possible, but like you know, okay, so if they're the charging four hundred the bucks, they'll be wrong two <laughs> times in a row. Maybe the timing was just wrong. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I feel like uh, you know, the smart home it's just a wait waiting game, you know. And I think Matter will be. I, I feel like Matter will be, you know, a protocol that brings it all together you know i wanted um, you to say i think matter will uh matter, <laughs> matter. <laughs> uh okay okay any last any right. last quick fires before we go uh yeah i've got a couple i'm not gonna go too depth yeah, in yeah, depth yeah. on it um you know i did have the apple pencil one uh dongle on here as, um, as i got it wrong or got it right got it wrong yeah you better uh, damn I, dude uh, number three i mean i had a Weak M2 iPad Pro updates as got it wrong. Mm. Um, I did have the iPhone 14 Plus as got it wrong. Oh, wait. Um, oh, that, so that was kind of my that was kind of <coughs> my thing. The I mean, <laughs> yeah. I did say that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you, I, I put it down here. But you squinted your eyes here. at me when I wrote that. <laughs> but you actually agreed with me and you got it wrong. I, I, I didn't agree with the mini part, you know, <laughs> that, that they should kept the mini. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're like, all right, we're, 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 this is a rapid fire. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, no USB-C on iPhone 14 pros at minimum. Uh, I put down M2 MacBook Pro 13 inch. I feel like that feels like a weird product that mm. shouldn't be there, mm. oh, uh, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when you just have uh, M2, M- M1 MacBook Air and M2 MacBook Airs. Yeah. And then uh, number 10 is just a personal annoyance. System settings in Mac OS Ventura. <laughs> oh my! It's so bad. It's just so bad. I mean, it's a list now. I can't find anything. <laughs> and like, they actually took away a lot of features. Yeah. If you go and like look for like the real complaints from like real power users, they took away a lot of features and made some like features actually more confusing. Like, there's a one feature that particularly bothers me. Like, uh, you know, like how you have a uh, you well, previously you had an app. And you allowed access for it to like 
uh, startup or running the background at login. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it thinks it classifies that as a background process and it makes it seem like it's always running in the background in your activity monitor. So you're like always thinking, oh yeah, this thing is always running even though it's not anymore. It just booted up and like closed and like, you're like, what, what the hell's going on? And I think in their pursuit of simplifying, yeah. <clears throat> simplifying uh, system, system settings, which, you know, previously was system preferences, they just got a lot wrong, you know? Um, and, and there was some discussion about whether Apple should just take Mac OS, Mac OS off a yearly annual update. Is it even necessary? Mm-hmm. And I personally feel like they should go back to like the two, three year, three mm-hmm. to four year uh, software updates. But I also understand that new updates, free updates help drive sales for, for sure, for sure. Hardware, you know, free updates. It, Who doesn't want a free update? So here's the thing. <clears throat> I do have Mac OS Ventura that I've used on uh, Shauna's laptop, which I talked about, but my MacBook Pro, <laughs> that is my primary. I haven't upgraded it to Ventura. Why? Uh, just because a lot of times in video production and content creation, if something works, don't <clears throat> F it just up. leave it. Leave yeah. it. If it works exactly the way you want it to, mm-hmm. unless you have to, don't change it. Uh, a lot of times I've seen where I'm a Premiere user and <laughs> software updates even updating Premiere itself, they change things, basic things like labeling and color coding different video tracks for mm-hmm. like six months. They got rid of that. I'm like, that's how I organize my shoots. You know? Yeah. So what about what about trying like a backup or time machine backup and then like just running yeah, it and seeing if I could, it works I could. and then or I mean I do. Back. I always partition my hard drive, but it's just <clears> one of those things where maybe I'll do it during the slower season, like in January. But right yeah. now I'm like I got I got stuff to put out so. I haven't yeah. updated my main computer Ventura yet. Hmm. I live dangerously and just recklessly update without backing. <laughs> I should probably stop doing that. <laughs> that is, Ray, that sounds horrible. That's like that's like computer computer backup one oh one. I know. I'm the guy who's literally writing like, you know, how to's back up your stuff and yeah, I don't do it. Dude, uh it. no. I mean look, it's it's personal responsibility if you lose your data that's on you right you don't um, even have hold up hold up you don't even have a time machine backup like you, oh my oh god man. bro <laughs> i'm, not, I'm honestly, gone wrong nothing has gone wrong in like the last like i would say almost like eight years i can't remember the last time okay. something went wrong okay okay i i'm gonna <laughs> implore you to freaking i don't even care uh, i think a two terabyte hard drive is Something, just something. <laughs> Damn, dude. I mean, my my my. Uh, I need something larger than that to back up my two terabyte. Okay, <laughs> okay let's let's back get out. Let's we. This has been awesome. Let's get out of here before we just start talking <laughs> about our personal lives on the podcast. Um, Ray. So there, there you guys go. Uh, what Apple got right? What Apple got wrong? Uh, I, I'm sure there'll be random ones that come up later, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you all agreed with them. Maybe you agreed with all of mine and completely disagreed with all of Ray's. That probably makes sense. But um, <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at they're, me. They're, Ray, honestly, You guys right know now, where to find me on Twitter. Ray, right now they're like, Brian, you lost all credibility after this show. <laughs> and they're like, make Ray the new host. Hand it over. <laughs> Time we to hand over the reins. You. We are ejecting you. We, you're, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. All right, Ray. Um, <laughs> let everyone know one more time where they can find all your awesome work, dude. Uh, you can find my articles on inverse.com 
And you can find me and my hot takes and just random tweets on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Ray Wongy. That's R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. All right, buddy. Here's to the new year. I'll see you at CES. See you at CES, dude. All right, later. Okay, everyone. So there you go. I know this was a long one, but I think it was a good one. I mean, it was a fun conversation. And I'm curious, as you were all listening, any of these come to mind? Any others that we completely missed? I mean, this this was just our list off the top. We probably could have talked for another hour, but we had to kind of tighten it up. So I'd love to hear what you think. Remember, just send in your voice memo, applebitsshow at gmail.com. Now, before we go, we got to give big, big thanks to our Platinum Apples at the Patreon $100 support level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you for all of your contributions and your support, and thank you to all of you. We are in December. Every time I come out to the end of the year, it always makes me think and reflect about how grateful I am for all of you who've made this happen. So thank you again. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support my content. But that's it for this week. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. There you go. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.